0: Uh, welcome back. Missed you last week, but uh, the Lord is risen and all is
1: right with the world. So uh, another episode. Uh, how we doing, Martin? Doing well. Yeah, we had a nice little recharge for Easter break, and now we're back at it, finishing up the uh, school year. Yeah, a couple left uh, at least here at Dayton Access.
0: Um, so we'll go from there. But trying to get you as much as as much as we can these next couple weeks while we're still in the dirty D. So. Um, we're about two weeks into the MLB season. Uh, last last episode we had was Sox opening day, which ended up turning into a nightmare after an early lead. Um, but that's water under the bridge. We're a 6-6 six six ball club now, 500. We, we'll get into that later. But uh, we have the uh, the war charts pulled up. Uh, what's your biggest biggest surprise right now in terms of uh, wins above replacement two weeks in, Mark? Um
1: well I know one thing I'm looking at Fangraphs right now Kevin gaussman is 5 who obviously he was the Giants like linchpin their ace last year for a team that won 100 and whatever 6 games or whatever the hell they did last year and so he walks and he's on the Blue Jays an up and coming club like the Giants were kind of last year who were also in first place and then look at so the Giants they replaced him with Carlos Rodon who I don't even know what they signed him for, but less money than Gaussman, that's for sure, that he got. And he's nine. So they're right next to each other. So if you think about the Giants, it's probably going to work out better for them because they didn't have to have the same payroll as what whatever Gaussman costs, probably like 20-something million. Yeah. And Rodon's still a beast and strikes everybody out. So that's, I mean, just a, a, an organization like the Giants where... They were terrible, and then all of a sudden last year, and their front office is still very good is what I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're in first again or whatever, 9-5. And, five.
0: and um, it is, I mean, it's big that Gaussman's been as effective as he's been because uh, Barrios has been very, very bad up until this point. Yeah. Um, couple. I know he went like two-thirds of an inning his first start, got hit around. Um, got hit around again his second start, but looked a, his stuff was looking a little better. Um, that Gosman pickup could be what kind of cements that team because Ryu hasn't hasn't been particularly good either, and he's usually you know cool as a cucumber. But um, CJ Crone is top eight in WAR. Um, I'd say probably you ask any any baseball fan uh, around the league that it's the Rockies that are kind of surprising everyone. Obviously, it's early, and we've seen. We've seen this happen a million times. The the uh, White Sox about five years ago, when we had we we're like the best record out of April, and then ended you know twenty Didn't, games
1: under. What I think it was our freshman year or whatever. Remember each Rose last year, and they played him like two games. Mm-hmm. And and Seattle didn't they start like eleven and two or maybe that was two years ago or something? They started like eleven and two and then <laughs> proceeded to lose a hundred games. Yeah. And I'm like that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, at that well, you're point. spotting nine games up
0: like, or in the first two weeks yeah. yeah, but uh, it's it's been tough watching watching Rodon just shove. Um, he'll be there at I'd say barring some some injury. Yeah, hopefully uh, can stay healthy. Barring that shoulder thing coming back. He'll be there at the end of the year for for Cy Young um, yeah, voting in the in the NL and
1: keeps pitching like this. He might start the All Star game
0: and it, for sure. And it's like uh, I like to see him. I like to see him do well. But it's just like man, where the Sox are at right now, it would have just made so much sense if we we had the money, you know. Yeah. If we paid him and he's there. We're feeling a lot better about ourselves. You know, we're throwing Keikel out there at the first game of a doubleheader. He's given up 10 runs in an inning. Like-
1: well, yeah, even there's been so many other possible replacements and just on the staff that even if you're not replacing Rodon because you have Kopac, you'd still, you should replace Keikel or upgrade. And you look at, like, I'm, I scroll down a little bit. Sean Mania is fifty-eight and war. He's already thrown nineteen innings for the Padres of solid pitching. Three mm-hmm. starts, I think he's what like two and one or something like. He's a solid pitcher. Yeah. And the I don't, the Padres didn't give up much for him. It's I mean the A's don't care. They're just like yeah we'll take anybody. They'll take the guy who works here like, <laughs> for for Sean Mania. But no, it's they're They could have definitely they closed some doors that should have been left open and explored. But I mean, I mean who knows? Han probably did. But still, nothing was pulled. The trigger wasn't pulled on anything. So
0: yeah, it's a, it just seems like it's way harder for us to get these guys than anyone else. You yeah. know, it seems like it's this this huge. You know, uh, the sky is falling. We need to grab someone. Oh, we couldn't get them. For everyone else, it's like, yo, we're interested in Manaya and then two days later, the deal's done. Um, it's just disappointing to go out, uh, drive out to Cleveland, day off school, drive out to Cleveland um halfway there we see Keichel's. it's 10 nothing you know and then the second we walk into the stadium get a get an alert on my phone for the lineup card and uh Adam Hazley's in the two spot Larry Garcia is in the three spot and we got Jimmy Lambert you know he's deal. he's given they give Jimmy Lambert the ball uh to step out there especially when you got a guy like Ronaldo Lopez who's actually had more much more experience and, and done some good things over the last 18 months uh, where he's looked, you know, competent to give you four or five. Um, I don't get wh- what our fascination is with Jimmy Lambert, where he's he's probably made 10 spot starts in the last, you know, year. Yeah. And it's like, we have Ronaldo. Why why not throw Ronaldo one of those and then if he gets into trouble, okay, then we go to Lambert because I'll tell you, Jimmy Lambert, he's got some decent stuff, some decent, uh, decent pitch mix, but he's throwing 92-93. He's sitting ninety two. Like yeah. you can't, you can't get many outs like that. And granted, he only gave up the two in the uh, three and two thirds or, or four, but you know, I, I didn't think we were gonna win that game. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Wh- why are why are we after getting? Absolutely boat raced in game one, throwing out some Sunday league team in game two when you would think, like, common knowledge would would presume that you go after that second game because you just got embarrassed game one. Okay, we're not dropping both. And what do the Indians do? Or the Guardians, sorry.
1: They take first place. <laughs> they take
0: first place, and they play all their starters both games. Yeah. We got five all-stars sitting, riding pine, even in when there's huge... Huge pinch hit spots, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, and no, we're not giving We're not even given an at bat. You know, worst comes to worst, you gotta maybe double switch. You don't want him to play the field if we do tie it up, but um, I don't want to just bitch and moan for the next hour. So uh, we could go to the other side of town and talk about um, the first year uh, MLB starter, Seiya Suzuki, who's just tearing up the league. Um, over in Wrigley.
1: Yeah, he's been... I mean, one of the best... I mean, I know Bryant took a million walks. Like, we had guys that could take walks, but there was still so much swing and miss to their game. It's like, Suzuki, I swear, i I'd, I'd never seen anybody that just, like... I, he just doesn't even flinch at these times. And he has... The, in the last couple of games, he slowed down a little bit, missed some pitches in the zone that were... Hittable and whatnot, but I mean, that's baseball. Like, you can't, this guy's not going to be Barry Bonds. So, but he's still been, I mean, I can't even picture where this team would be without this guy. They'd probably have like three wins right now. But yeah, no, it's, I'm glad we got him locked up for five years now, too. And I mean, that's what they were, like, I've heard, everybody's like, how is this guy only like 70 million? Like, five years, 70 million. So we're paying him whatever, what is it, 14 million a year? Yeah. And, he's like he's he's top 15 in the league in war so far this year like up there with like the matt olsons the francisco Lindors getting like 40 million dollars like it's machado arenado like right all, all the, the highest, household names the highest paid guys the household names and i mean this he could end up just being an absolute steal for us like in the long run if we can actually construct a competitive roster around him but which I think we can. There this team as much as it is nice to win games and it sucks to lose them. Like yesterday was a shitty loss, 4 to 3 to the Pirates when we were up 3 nothing. It was a bad loss, but if you look at the future, I mean, even this year, our rotation, we have Miley's hurt right now, Edbert is hurt right now, Alzaia. That's two guys that are coming back and we're not going to have to trot out Mark Leiter. You know that it's just instant upgrades that are waiting in the wings. So kind of like the Sox where you, they just got to tread water for a bit. Brennan Davis will be playing this year. Hayward's going to be on the bench soon in June or whatever when his service time. Mm-hmm. And he's a top 15 prospect in the game. So if you think about it like that and our uh what's it called? Our organization's pretty deep now after last year's deadline. We got that kid from the Giants, Caleb Killian is just giving up, like, one or no no runs every single start. He makes mm-hmm. in double-A, triple-A. Yeah. So he'll be in the rotation by next year, at least, maybe this year. So I'm not – I'm actually hopeful for the future. These guys can keep uh, keep playing well, and I don't know. We're, we're decently young, too, I guess. So I think, yeah, I'm, I think it'll be fine. We'll be fine. Do you think uh wild card spot might be in the wings? This year, I mean, yeah, it depends on how these guys – keep playing like Stroman's been horrible and he hasn't been like this his whole career. So, you know, that'll revert back to the, somewhat to the mean, unless he just goes like Patrick Corbin and get shelled all year. But I, <laughs> I doubt that'll happen. Wrigley can be pitcher friendly too. Like it, if the wind's blowing in, you, if Stroman's a ground ball pitcher, he's gotten unlucky this year with some, some bleeders and some strikes that were called balls and whatnot. So I think he'll be fine. Guy, I mean, Smiley will be fine. He's done it his whole career. Uh-huh. I mean, he's not going to have a zero zero ERA, but he'll be able to pitch. And like I said, we're not going to. It's not going to be Mark Leiter or. So, and hopefully Steele can can be okay. Like there, there's just guys that they're going to have to see what they can do. You know, it, that's this type of team. You it, got players. Are you, you going to players? Yeah, for sure. Are you going to be there? One, we're hopefully going to be competing, or are you a chump? Is is essentially what yeah. it is. And but, the the one thing that you had touched on with the socks
0: like treading water the one thing I've started to kind of and I know this is kind of a dour perspective but it's really just I think more realistic than anything is we've been we've been hit by the injury bug per se for the last three seasons COVID year we had everyone on the pine last year everyone's on the shelf Waited till like the last month of the season to have Eloy and Louie play together again, and all these guys back. And same thing this year, right? Everyone's on the shelf, and it's like, well, we'll just right, we'll, we'll get healthy and and we'll we'll uh, start, you know, taking a stranglehold of this division. And I'm kind of like, well, what? When are we exactly? We haven't been healthy in three years. The yeah. same guys keep getting hurt. So there's. Who's to say that the second they get back, they don't just pull another weak little shit groin? I know, Robert just got hurt. You know, and it's all the same thing. So it's like, oh, well, we'll give them the—they'll all be back at the same time. Yeah, and then they're going to get hurt again because that's what they do. It's like, unless they toughen up or, I don't fucking know, get their cortisone shots daily to keep them on the field— I mean, we're going to have to deal with this all year because these guys, you know, Eloy's missing. Eloy's going day-to-day, following a
1: ball off his foot. That happens to every player every game. Aside, it's funny, like, aside from last year with, obviously, Acuna went down, the <laughs> the teams that win it are the healthiest. But it's like they replaced Acuna, though, like, at the deadline. So it's not, I mean, Acuna is hard to replace, but, like, they got those outfielders. They but, platoon. They yeah. went platoon mode, and that but works. A- everybody else was healthy. They, uh, you know what I mean. You can't have these guys that are hurt all year and whatnot, and they're trying to find their, what's it called, their timing and stuff when it's a week before the playoffs. Like that, that can't happen. They got to be in their groove. Played hundred and Ozzie Elby's probably played hundred and fifty something games last yeah. year. And, like these guys are full, full go, ready to go, and that's how you. That's how you win a World Series. Well, like
0: it's like. W- all right, our window, and I talked about this on last week's episode, it's like, well the window doesn't stay, the window starts closing, 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 the more time that you guys are on the shelf, for that reason where you want everyone that's going to be playing in October to have 550, 600 at-bats. You know what I mean? Because that's when you're fully like, you've seen, you've seen every type of pitch, you've seen every type of pitcher, right, left, uh, in, out, you've seen everything, so you'll, those guys on you know the Max Muncie's the Ozzie Albies, those guys that are there every game, and seeing a lot of pitches. What do they do in the playoffs? They rake. Yeah. They hit better than everyone else because the guys that were on the shelf, yeah, they get ready for the playoffs, and then they start off their you know one for their first 14 in the in the offs. And for me, it's like this is what it's gonna happen. I mean, AJ Pollock is out here, you know, pussyfooting with his son, his uh, newborn, like. Why didn't want to have a kid in LA? Waited till <laughs> Chicago to to have a kid. Now you just want to hang out with the kid. Like, I I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, Eloy needs to toughen up. Louis needs to toughen up. I mean, these
1: Eloy, but Eloy fouled the ball off his ankle and sat two games. Yes, yeah. and and it's still day to day on, and <laughs> the, it's still a designation. I'm like, you, is it is it hurt or is it not? How it, do you? I fouled ball off your ankle. It's like it's a bruise. Bro. I know. You see <laughs> How every are you, missing
0: two games and. And same with Louis. It no it's like sense. this man. You watch him play, and you're like, "Wow, this guy is a top one percentile athlete all around in the league." All the rest of those guys. I mean, Acuna's was a freak injury where he actually tore his ACL, tours you know, like yeah. blew out his knee virtually. That those happen. But when you're running, to – every time he's running to first base and pulls up, Gimp, <laughs> dude, you're you're a Cuban. Superman, what what is the issue here? There are, and Moncada with the the La Russa quote about him sneezing and then and he's hurt and all this yeah. and I that's probably the most accurate and most actual uh, actual realistic statement I've heard from La Russa where he's actually kind of getting on guys. Yeah, it's like well yeah they're gonna come back. It's gonna be same old same old. They're gonna take you know they're gonna I don't know get hit in the ass and then miss a week with uh soreness on their fucking rump yeah. like I, I this team th- there's a simple solution to this, and I know it's not quantifiable or tangible, but it is when it it kind of is when you watch other teams they just need to toughen up, dude,
1: yeah, I feel like LaRusa <laughs> kind of babies him too, like you said he was kind of getting on him i didn't I haven't noticed that in the last like oh, okay Johan, you're your ankle, all right. Three weeks. It's all right. Like no, no, no rush. We'll be right. We'll, right we'll, to we'll the play, IL. We'll play Danny Mendick. We'll right play, to the IL. We'll we never Danny. go
0: day to day. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really, it's really sad because other team. It's like, you don't want to give them. You don't want to. Initially throw the you know the fifteen, or the three week at them. Yeah. You want to go day to day. See how they're feeling in a couple days. Maybe get a day off. Then, then you know, get a second look at it. We go oh right to the right to the 15 day IL. Yeah. And then they sit there for a month. Like that was angle last year. That was I, I don't even know man. But it's really it's really been getting on my nerves a lot. Uh, just because you don't I haven't really seen other teams like Seha comes over. And he's playing every freaking day, yeah. and he's getting four at bats a day, and he's playing a, a solid outfield, and he's taking bags, and and they're playing hard. I watch the Cubs, who have half the half the amount of talent or expectations that the Sox do, and they're all playing their asses off. Yeah, and it's showing because they're winning games. We take we go into Cleveland, our biggest rival, and we take. 3 days off after getting 2 days rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it looks we're just going through the motions and then you get oh well these games don't really matter. Mm, yeah, I guess they do.
1: They all they all matter equally. You could tell Cleveland's going to be a scrapper team throughout the whole year. Too. They always are. Well, even I could yeah, no, they'll they'll be a thorn in the side for sure, so you never want to just get absolutely boat raced. Owen your Miller rival. is top
0: 14 in WAR. Uh, and, Owen
1: Miller and Jose Ramirez is third.
0: Well, yeah, that's to be exp- – I mean, he would be – he would probably have the greatest season of all time if if they got to play the Sox every day. Like, he might be worse than Nelson Cruz in terms of just killing the Sox. Yeah. But he's – God, he's a phenomenal player,
1: dude. Well, that's the thing. He's I a mean, phenomenal the player. The Guardians have th- three good starters in Bieber, uh, Plesak, and – Savali. And – and, and McKenzie. And McKenzie, yeah. And I, yeah, I guess I forgot about Savali too, but he's fine. Like, yeah, they'll be – I mean, they're they're no pushover, that's for sure. So it's like the Sox can't you can't just anoint them like division champs because shit happens. Like <laughs> I really think it's that kind of that kind of comfortability that they've yeah. kind of like taken
0: on because oh we won't really have to you know fight crawl, like scrap and claw to win this division. It's like well, while you might not have to you know work as hard as you know if the Royals wanted to win it because you have a lot of talent like. Hard work beats talent when talent fa- fails to hard w- to you know work, work hard. hard like yeah. it's everyone sa- it is true. That's why everyone knows that and everyone you know reiterates that. And I I hope that I hope that Tony and and the clubhouse can just like if everyone just played even half as hard as a brave like a the one guy he's the oldest guy and he's the guy that plays his ass off every time you know mm-hmm. and we got these youngsters that just think it's going to be handed to him on a silver platter and um i thought i did think Larusa was going to be a kind of guy to keep him in line and you know shape him up no it's been the opposite like you're supposed to be the old curmudgeony asshole drunk that's you know yelling at the guy like that's what i want if we're gonna have you that's what i want from you not you you know oh like
1: your your stomach hurts yeah 15 day il you know what i mean let's get that checked out well the funny thing is is like just watching some of these games the Sox might be the poorest fundamental like baseball team like in the league it's great like they're going like two like two errors a game like at least that base running errors like those are that, those all add, and you lose games because of that it's so like, unpolished. It's, you can't just you can't just hit doubles and homers every single time yeah it's really unpolished and i was i was
0: watching some cuz Paulie was on this podcast and i was looking at some 05 stuff and it's like you watch that team and how fundamentally sound they were, dude, there's a reason you get drilled on the fundamentals from the time you're five years old to the time you're twenty-five and playing in the bigs. You know what I mean? Because fundamentals win games. Because you you throwing a ball over into the stands over first base, giving the guy an extra bag, then you know, bury one. They they're fundamentally sound, they take their DBR. And they take third, and then a little, you know, little... Grounder to second. Yeah, chopper to second gets them in. And then you're relying on... And we have been unlucky. We have all the are expected, uh, like, slugging, uh, average, barrels. Like, everything has top three in the league, and we're just pissing the ball right at each other. But the sentiment remains the same. Like, straighten up on defense, which... First week we had our defense was looking good. We weren't kicking the ball around. We had fused air we only had one air through our first week. And now it's like every ball is a fucking adventure dude
1: yeah. out there. <laughs> like like Timmy's work. got the yips a little bit. A the one shot through his legs yesterday, I don't know if you saw that. Josh yeah. Naylor hit one down the line and he didn't, he missed it.
0: Yeah. And that's, and he's been, he's been good over there and it's contagious, dude. Winning's contagious. Fundamentals are contagious. Like as soon as some someone slacks off, you start taking, taking grounders the wrong way. It's contagious, bro. Like you start throwing the ball around, everyone <laughs> starts throwing the ball around. So um, <laughs> there is immense room for improvement for this team. Um,
1: I, I don't, I don't want
0: anyone to think that I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, like the ship is sinking. Is where we've played twelve games, we got hundred fifty left, but there's there's a lot of changes that need to be made on this team, um, and I think they could learn a thing or two from this Cubs team right now, frankly, because I've been watching a lot of the Cubs and I, I like how they play. Like I like their team. I don't like the Cubs, yeah. but I like
1: their team. You know? And uh, yeah, if yeah, our, yeah, well, for the Cubs. The margin of error this year is so slim because our bull, like our bullpen, is ass. Like we're thrown out there. We've lost probably three games from the bullpen. We've had a lead in every game but one, I think. Yeah, or two. Those two last two to the Rays. But even still, go up three, not and I mean, I guess Lighter got shell, but you're bringing in guys like Ethan Roberts and Chris Martin. Just coming in and just blowing lead after lead, and then teams got to scrap together one to tie it late, like every time. That's not gonna let like if they could, I would like maybe some of these minor arm, minorly arms to come up and s- try and spell. Like if they got a DFA, I understand Chris Martin pitched in the World Series last year, but this guy's got like a 90 array already. <laughs> He's given up like run in like three of his first four like outings. So if you DFA him, that's fine. Bring up they got plenty of arms. In the minors that can come up and and even if they suck, it's like I said, it's not the end of the world. You gotta try these guys out at some point. No, you have time to learn about these guys. Exactly. Like Like Keegan Thompson was that same guy last year. You bring him we brought him up because we traded away everybody, all of our relievers. We come up and the guy I understand he had some a little bit of growing pains at first, but he's a beast now. He's going two, three innings. Yeah, every single time. Like that's such a a uh, valuable thing to have as an organization. Just keep like I just want to keep trying to find some of these guys, and I mean hopefully David Robertson's pitched okay so far. Like they they're pulling some of these guys off the scrap heap, which is is encouraging from a scouting department, especially like without Theo that they can still evaluate talent and whatnot. But it would be nice to not have to pitch these bums, which I I understand it's hard, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the fact of the matter is,
0: um, you need you need guys like Hendricks and Stroman to, to get you well, seven that, innings. That's very, you know what I that's mean? That's very true too. Uh, yeah. If you could get if those guys are giving you seven innings consistently, then you don't have to worry about seeing Chris Martin. Scott you know, three, Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't have to worry about seeing those guys three times a week. Yeah, um, four no, times yeah, a they're, week. They're so, the yeah, rotation has not gone deep. Obviously, at all. you know it's no secret the bullpen is a
1: product of the what. You're who you have coming out of the pen is a product of the start yeah, you get. It's not it's not to para Chaffin and uh Kimbrell this year, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm mean, it is it is encouraging
0: um with Keegan, you know, you get six six and two thirds, six and a third from Strowman or Hendricks and he'll take you through the sixth to seventh and you know, if he's throwing well you could Get you the eighth, too, from even, what we've he seen. He even
1: close it, like, like, like two, 3 out three eight, innings like saves. Like seven,
0: seven-out save. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good arm to have, and and um, I don't know what the trajectory is for him in terms of where they I want w- him, because w- everyone always wants that, like, that firm role for these bullpen guys. Like, oh, you're long relief if we need it, or seventh setup guy, you know, eighth inning guy, closer. You know, but yeah. I think it's cool to have that kind of uh you know, it's pony like the out there man. that can just give
1: put him in different and spots. He did start a couple of games last year and he was okay. He wasn't like fantastic or anything. So I don't know I would imagine they'll pro they might try and stretch him into a starter, but I mean his role right now for the team he's really valuable where he's at. Like I'm looking right now, he's only pitched he's pitched three games, thrown nine and two thirds and he's already worth point four war. Mm-hmm. Which is the most pitching war on the team right now, so if if that's the kind of guy you're getting, that's he can stay there. That's fine. I, I'm fine with it. But these starters are gonna. They can't. You can't keep going four and a third, three and two thirds. Like that's, like I said, you're or like you said, you're, these guys are coming into more situations, and the more situations these guys are in, the the worse your team off. Yeah, more chances to be. fail. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you're gonna see, you're gonna see them. You know.
0: Give some free passes and get some balls drilled in the gap more often, then you're going to see him go one, two, three, and that's just who they are right now. You know what I mean? Ephross isn't going to come in and in a high leverage situation, and I mean that's just you're not expecting it. You know what I mean? So you're just hoping that when you when he does come in, you're have a you know it's five one six two. You got you know you got a decent decent uh, cushion to where he could give up a run and you're happy with his performance. That. I mean i I don't even want to get into the sox bullpen because 'cause I'll just keep keep rambling, but those guys i mean we we don't see gausman come out in a in a two one game in Cleveland um we keep you know we're throwing Souza and these guy these bombs every every game it seems like yeah. um Tanner banks came in and threw four perfect after Keiko, which was very uh Damn! Very nice to see. So I think he's earned a spot on when the rosters, you know, yeah, uh, close it up well, a little
1: bit. But the funny thing is, is both of our bullpens are comp- personnel aside, both just got absolutely screwed in the same in like a matter of three days, where Crochet goes down for the year with Tommy John, and then Hoyer goes down for the year with Tommy John. That, those would have been probably the two best relievers in the respective bullpens, honestly. Yeah. But so they're already be, uh, playing from behind but i mean i guess those are things to look forward to in the future hopefully they both bounce back because they're going to be useful arms and uh i see uh as we're still kind of have this war
0: um chart up uh nolan number one by a whole tenth of a tenth of a point at the 1.3 war already so what's that not pace for a nine war season yeah um I mean, I've always loved Nolan Arenado just as you know a career third baseman. Um, everyone obviously, what the Rockies did with him was absolutely absurd. Just you know, basically signing him to build the team around and then shipping him and getting and paying fifty million of that of that contract, which is really probably in actual business terms and through a business lens, one of the dumbest. Maneuvers a front office has ever made. Dumb organization. They are, and um, dude, I mean, these couple years he's been in St. Louis, he has not skipped a beat. You know, his production. Obviously, he's top three in homers, RBIs, and slug or OPS over when he was in Colorado in the whole league. Um, And I, he had a good year last year. Not not Colorado numbers, but dude, he's got that clutch gene. He plays obviously a platinum just, third base, yeah, he and, and runs. he's plus, plus plus bat, plus plus glove. Um, so he's a big reason why the Cardinals are gonna go well, that, where yeah, they're that, gonna go.
1: Well, the thing is, is the Cardinals are a good organization and the Rockies are a bad organization, and that's uh, these trades. That's what happens. Like you can't just give away a guy like Nolan Arenado in the league it makes no sense to me. They paid 50 million for him to play against them. Yeah. Of that contract that they still had. It made no sense. They got and they got like dog shit prospects too. Like they didn't even get anybody like worthwhile, I don't think. I don't even know who the, like, I don't know who the trade was for. I <laughs> They if, and if I don't know who the trade was for then it wasn't for anybody big. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um
0: same with same with Manny, I mean similar similar type players um top 4 and I, I had no idea Eduardo Escobar was having this this kind of well, season. The Mets are, because the Mets are the best team in the league. Every right time now. I turn on one of those games it's all Frankie Lindor who's having a nice year and oh yeah he's at 6 um and Pete Alonso. So yeah that was a be, that was a great pickup get get Ed, or, they, uh I mean what they placed they replaced VR with <laughs> Eduardo Escobar.
1: Yeah. Um the, well, I, I'd be
0: surprised if VR even has uh Third of a point of war, uh, probably not. But um, I mean that infield's disgusting.
1: Um, and their staff. They and they got like, they the Mets have just added so much everywhere. Obviously they lost Ken Fordo, but his replacement Starling Marte was a beast. Like just across their their organ or their lineup loaded. And then you add Max Scherzer and they got Chris Bassett too. So they're loaded. They're starting staff and I, I I'd be curious to see what the World Series odds are right now. I'm sure the Dodgers are probably one, but I bet you the Mets are top three or four now. Oh, definitely, they've definitely uh, popped the socks. Yeah, if you if you have a ticket on the Mets like before the year started, like you were confident. A little uh, prop swap. <laughs> yeah, that's sell that ticket for profit. Here, look at what I just.
0: <laughs> yeah, Larry <laughs> Garcia hitting in every spot um, and pitching. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Larry Garcia might be the in terms of his production and just who he is. The fact that he has two uh, two starts batting in the three hole this year. Like, I haven't watched really many of the press conferences, but if they're not
1: grilling Tony at all about that, my uh, I my one buddy said like about Garcia when they resigned him. He's like. Damn he's like he's like the fly that you can't kill. You're always like yeah. trying to like swat him away. Yeah, the Breaking Bad episode. He just keeps yeah, he you can't get him. For Sox fans, I should say, but I don't know what it is this fascination like
0: I always, I've always liked him to an extent because when he wasn't an everyday starter, but he needed to make a spot start somewhere, he always played like literally plus plus defense wherever you put him and you know might get a hit here or there. But there's this fascination with him that he's, like, the oldest, you know, the longest tenured sock, and he's the only guy that's he's been around for, you know, nine seasons now. I, but he's Lurie Garcia, yeah. you know? Who yeah. are we talking about? You know, a guy like Jose gets that, you know, benefit, and he gets to stay as long as he wants at this point. You know, like, when you've done it for this long and you mean that much, you mean what you mean as a Jose, what you mean to this organization, you'll take a little hit for a contract when he's not as good because he's Jose and he'll probably have a statue one day. Yeah. You know, Larry Garcia wouldn't get a fucking statue at Thillins. You know what I mean? If he was playing there now with a bunch of sixth graders, but yeah, I don't know. The Mets are definitely scary. Um, I honestly think everyone is talking about this Dodgers lineup as being one of the best we've ever seen and a very well might be, but God, this Mets lineup's right up there too, dude. Yeah, like Frankie Lindor's hitting bombs from both sides of the plate again. Yeah, I know he wasn't as effective uh, last, last year yeah. at the at the dish, but he's Francisco ta- Lindor, like, like he's a. Uh, well, yeah. even
1: so, this like I said, they Scherzer and Bassett are studs both, and they're doing all of this without Degrom, who's like the best player in the league when yeah. he's healthy. Yeah. So if you Like, they could baby the hell out of DeGrom to try and get it's okay, Jacob, like, work your shoulder. Like, get that inflammation out for as long as they need. And if he can come back in June or July or something, like, whatever. I don't even know what the hell's wrong with him. He's been hurt for five years. But if he can come back in June or July, like, this team is disgusting. I mean, yeah, last year they, you know. Almost every time. Because, well, one last point. Anytime DeGrom used to start, he would. Lose one, nothing. Yeah, you give up one run. Yeah, and now this team will score four for him, yeah. five for him. If he's
0: getting any kind of run support, it's a win. Like, yeah, exactly. He was putting he together was the great. He was week. putting together the greatest pitching season of all time last year. Um, in a league where we have some of the you know most widespread power and, and you know power hitters across the league, um, and no one could touch him. And that's that was no spider tack. That was none of that shit because didn't matter. A lot of guys, you know, had some had a down month or two adjusting without the, uh, the without the sticky stuff. We saw some injuries. Um, that wasn't the case with the Grom. I know he he had that injury, but it was like a lingering thing. Um, because you don't need you don't need anything when you're throwing 101 with just a wipeout slider that he just spots. He can spot both wherever he wants. Um, I completely agree. When he's healthy, he's probably the most dominant player in the league. I mean, he's the kind of, he could miss, what's the, he's going to, another, what, five weeks on the shelf? They said like two months. Yeah. Um. So another four or five weeks on the shelf. He's the kind of guy that he missed the first two months, say he's still able to get like 25 starts. He's the kind of guy that could put up five war in 25 starts. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Maybe that's uh, exaggeration, but uh, kind of guy that could be top. Five in pitcher war, even missing ten starts. Like that's how dominant this guy is, and it's it's scary to think that this team looks as dominant as they do without him. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, you take away uh, any of these other, you know, you take away take away Rodon from the Giants. That's a couple. You know, that's big, and he's only been there, however long. You see what happens. You take away Lynn from the Sox, and what what, what happens? We're throwing Jimmy Lambert. Um, that goes for most teams. You take away Hendricks from the Cl- Cubs, even though he hasn't been great, that's just a huge hit. Morale, your staff is scrambling a little bit. Um, they really haven't skipped a beat. So, um, I honestly, I think they probably end up winning that division by seven, eight, nine, ten games. Yeah, so, I can see it. Um, yeah. So two weeks in uh third baseman are running the show here and so in terms far. of the best players in the league Rockies surprise um Cubs playing uh we need playing to rate, much we need better to rate than the ship today yeah no today you need to bounce back today but um some promising things on the north side some uh some things that you don't want to see on the south side um but you know we got Five month, five, six months left of this regular season. So uh, we'll get back on that. Other big thing in Chicago, besides the North and South Siders, are the Chicago Bulls, who are tonight playing their first home playoff game since, what, 2017? Yeah. About one. five fucking years. Yeah. Um, you want to talk game one first? We talk about both. Um, yeah. But game one, I think probably the most... Um, Poignant thing from that game, takeaway from that game was, uh, especially from Bulls fans, was the foul on Pat Williams um, late in the game in crunch time. My two cents on that is really just there's a lot of people that have kind of distanced themselves from NBA basketball. People that have loved NBA basketball because of the way it's officiated and the way you know seasons too long, you know guys taking you know the uh, load management, you know, all these like changes to the game, which kind of saturate saturates it a bit. Uh, another thing, oh, no, you don't call travels. Tick, you call, the refs are calling every ticky-tack thing, and the, the game is just fundamentally different. When you're not calling travels, you're not calling carries, but you are calling good fundamental box outs, like that is as good a box out as I've seen in the NBA in a long time. No, you no don't see guys. You out. don't see guys do that. So it's if you're watching a game, right? If you're a casual fan, probably a bit older, because this, you know what I mean. Like where boxing out was a big part of the game. Yeah. Where you wouldn't just do it off sheer athleticism. Like I know if my dad was watching that game and he saw that, he would turn it off because he'd be like, "That's fucking bullshit." The one, like you, he would, he would have been probably up on his fucking jumping around seeing that box out from pat williams you know and they call he, he gets penalized for it and it ends up not gonna say it cost him the game but it definitely well they were in the uh, bonus
1: and Giannis stepped up and hit two free throws and
0: kept him in the game yeah uh, so there's that not even that it wasn't a foul on patrick williams it was a blatant foul on Giannis. you know what i yeah. mean so it's no it's not a no call it's a call on Giannis 100 of the time you know, it's still tough to say with the way we shot that we're going to go then hit a couple shots late and yeah. win the thing. Um, but definitely definitely somewhere where it's just dude, what are we doing? What are what are these offici what are the what is this officiating? Um What else did you have from that game besides, you know, obviously well, we set I would, some records with our shooting.
1: Obviously as we saw whatever yesterday or 2 days ago when we ended up winning, but th- this Bulls team is clearly like you go, we go about the, like, Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch. Like, there's, there's not that much help coming. Like, we don't have a guy. I'm trying to think of an example, like a spark plug off the bench who could go for a lot in the league. But, like, just somebody like...
0: Well, done it. Yeah. Or, like... Um, where he's gone for 20. Divincenzo's Genzo's yeah. done it. Yeah. Like, the Bucks have actually a couple of those guys, but there's a multiple... There's not that
1: one, you know, like huge like. Our, our only guy is really Kobe, like who could maybe who could hit like like heat up six shots, like if if our guys are sucking. But like yeah, there's you're usually not gonna get anything like nothing big scoring wise from the role. Like I get Tyler I, Harrow off the bat like, in I Miami. I like our role players too. They play their roles well but that's the scoring's coming from you guys. I like mean, we don't
0: win that game, we don't win game 2 without Caruso. Yeah, exactly. Like Caruso, that's the guy where yeah, he's not coming in and you know, he's not going to put up 15, you know, down the stretch, but blocking Lopez, taking that charge, hitting he hit a corner 3. Like that's what that's the teams that win playoff series when those guys are playing like that. But you're right. If if Kobe White was a little more polished and a little more consistent, like when he's off, he is so off. I know. And it's hard to get him to kind of, you know, give up shots because they're good shots, and you know he can hit them. But he is, yeah, You, I'd, I'd agree with that, that he's the guy that could p- potentially give you that huge, you know, lift offensively off the bench. Like the, you know, 17. Oh, Kobe had 17 in game three, and we took it. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of thing. Which is also a damn shame that
1: we don't have Lonzo for... He's a guy. Casey, yeah, he would be the guy probably. Because he... I mean, Lonzo was hitting like four threes a game. Like he could, was shooting you, like forty percent. I'm, I'm sure. He, I don't have it pulled up. I'm sure he probably averaged thirteen a game this year. You know what I mean? That's yeah. thirteen points where that that's just gone, right? Which sucks. And it's it does just put that much more pressure on DeRozan to go for thirty eight or Levine to go for twenty nine. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it does stink. But no, I my biggest yeah, he's averaging thirteen a game. Thirteen, five and a five and a half and five a game. It's that's, pretty fucking yeah, good. Yeah, that's good production. And but I everybody was saying and granted, rightfully so, the Bulls were playing horribly the second half of the year, but they were like, Yeah, they can't compete with this box team and they can they they've shown they can compete with this box team and in Milwaukee, mm. a extremely hostile environment. Mm.
0: A, two very te- close games. A I team guess.
1: that just won the championship and they t- they took one and lost the other by uh, two possessions. Like, they and so that's why I'm excited to see how this team plays at home. I'm I think they're going to be all fired up and I guess it's just how we shoot. You know what I mean? Like, though I I'm, I'm hoping I think they're going to play hard, but they played hard in game one. So yeah, I mean we'll see if. Uh if these guys
0: for the box step up in, in Chris Middleton's absence, you know, if they're yeah. if they get a big game from it'll be Connaughton, Connaughton or, starting, yeah. or Dante or whoever it is. Devin Ch-
1: they traded Divincenzo. Oh, uh, for coming sure. um, out of the loop. I don't know who the hell they got. Someone, maybe, well, maybe Wes maybe West Matthews. Maybe that was the deal. Oh yeah, checks out. But, but yeah, it'll be. I mean, a guy like West Matthews is gonna have to. That'd be like. I'm trying to think if the where where Matthews would have to take Middleton's, it'd be like, I guess Kobe having to take Levine's numbers. Like that'd be, that'd be for us to be like Levine just just going down.
0: Wes Matthews is like the Jonathan <laughs> VR of basketball. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he's always there and he's always solid. He's always pretty pretty okay. Yeah. Um. So game, is it going to be the is it if we
0: win tonight? Is it going to be the DeRozan show again? Do you think? or is it I could see Zach I could see Zach going like we haven't seen that game from Zach really in a I, while where when's the
1: last time he's gone for 40 No, he's done it this year it's some it's been months though
0: Yeah so I would like to see him kind of pop off You just know what I mean just what we've it seen it from him in three? the last 3 years yeah. where he just takes over a game It's it's not like I know this fascination with DeMar and he was phenomenal but it doesn't mean that I don't know if Zach is taking it kind of like, not personally, but as, well, I'll I'll defer. You know what I mean? Because he shouldn't. You can't. Neither should defer. You yeah. should both get take every shot that's your kind of shot. They take different shots. You know what I mean? They're not the same offensive player at all. So I wouldn't mind if they put up as many shots. I mean, what, they put up 50 shots combined in game, game one. Um Obviously, we know we know how that went, but I want him to get his shots up for sure because, yeah. to be, in all in all honesty, when he's heating up, he's better than Demar when he's heating up because it's an extra point every possession. Because when Zach's heating up, he's pulling from you know twenty eight feet and well, yeah,
1: and yeah, he's he's hitting like fade away, like baseline jumpers, like just absolutely cash it. Like yeah, no, he hits. Some of the most athletic jump shots, like that you'll ever see. He also has
0: one of the prettiest shots that you'll. Know, you know what it's, I mean? Those the smoothest. Yeah. Like him and Clay have two of the smoothest shots you'll ever see. Um, I have it pulled
1: up here. I was wrong. Levine has not gone for forty this year, but his best month, he averaged. It was uh, December. He averaged twenty-eight a game, which is. Night and day from what he's been giving us of like twenty one, you know what I mean? It's a bit, yeah. It's three three possessions of scoring, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I'm excited for this game tonight. Um, you know, it's a beautiful day out. I'm, I'm, sure, yeah, I, I'm sure. i sure we'll get we'll get after I it. I said
1: the other day it'll be cool because we never we haven't gotten this in Chicago in a while. But like, I wonder if all like the stars will pop out like to go to the game because it's. I mean, it's gonna be the biggest thing. Of the weekend in Chicago, biggest show in town. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I wonder if you'll see
0: Fields or like, I'm sure there. I'm sure there'll be some. Uh, wait, are the are oh, the Cubs are at PNC right? Yeah, I don't know. We're home. You're home. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the some of the Cubbies are, are out there yeah. after yeah. their game because no up. one no one on the team um, really has money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... yeah, but they get you know. I'm sure they they get. Not comped, but, you know...
1: Schwindy's getting the playoff ticket?
0: It's like Schwindy, Justin Fields, just sitting... They're like boys sitting courtside, like one and one Um, Yeah, you know, it's like Schwindy, Eloy, and like Justin Fields. (laughs) No, you would never... I I can see one of the Sox guys, like... I don't know that those guys give a rat's ass about anything really American besides baseball. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I think Fields is the main one. I mean,
1: I, uh, F- Mooney, Mooney, Fields, and Mooney would be like they probably be bulling. Kamat too, maybe because yeah. that's like just, him be, and Justin Fields. Kamat will always, be there just like deleting a beer, yeah,
0: yeah for sure. Who, yeah, who would? Who's the odds on for the beer chug? Like, who,
1: is it Tevin is it Kamat? Maybe he seems like a guy who's trying to like prove himself to like the city and whatnot. Be, yeah, because he kind of looks like a
0: nerd a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I li- yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, what do, do we have a I, I mean, mean we, what was it? Bakhtiari in, in Milwaukee. Yeah. he was the guy Just that kind of started. He kinda, down two in he like kinda a started minute. it. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool actually how he went back <laughs> to back. Um, yeah I mean we'll see. I'm exci- I'm excited. Like I haven't been excited really where it's like, man, I can't wait for this Bulls game tonight in a long time. Yeah. I mean, 2017, where we had no shot of really doing anything when we were there. And 1-1, took took a game in, uh, took in home Pfizer, court. took home court. So, I mean, things are looking up after that game won. We yeah. bounce back, we're playing hard. Um, maybe we get that spark from from Kobe White or Pat Williams gets gets hot. You yeah. know, you
1: never know. And not even like... Where, where you can say that we're not going to win it all this year. It's on happenstance, say we happen to, like, great series, we beat Milwaukee. You're looking ahead. You can't tell me that this Celtics team isn't beatable. You know what I mean? Like, they're not some, like, world beaters. Like, Rob, like Robert Williams is they're, some. They're a good yeah. team. They're better than the Bulls, but. They're not like world beaters at all. Jason Tatum has games where he shoots 25% the, from the floor. The Celtics like, aren't like a healthy Suns. You know what I mean? They're not They're not a, hel- a healthy Warriors. They're no juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you think we'll take it? This is a really big game tonight. It's going to be the series momentum is tonight. I think if we win tonight, we win the series. I think if we lose tonight. We lose winner the game
0: game three. Whoever game three goes to takes it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I also before we get out of here, uh, wanted to give a little. Uh, I guess you could call it a public service announcement. Um, I was reminded of of this um, two days ago when I was in Cleveland. Um, shit shithole park pro- Progressive Park is is shit. Um, Cleveland's kind of a shithole. Uh, I like the people that are from Cleveland. They're all good people, and they all, you know, seems like they have you know chip on their shoulder, and and they're hard workers, and it's n- to nothing with their people except the people I'm about to get into. But um, when's the last time you brought a a mitt to a baseball game, Marty? Uh, probably when I was like ten. Ten? Yeah, yeah 12, exactly. Maybe. So 11. If you are over the age of if you're if you're past 6th grade and you're bringing a baseball mitt, I'll say I'll even give it 8th grade. If you're out of middle school and you're bringing a mitt to a professional baseball game, you shouldn't be allowed in. Yeah. These guys and I'll tell you there weren't many people at the at frickin Progressive on Wednesday. Not many at all, but a big a big percentage of the people that were there Were twenty five plus year old men with gloves on, trying to get trying to get balls from the uh, first baseman and the and the right fielder, and it made me sick. (laughs) It made me sick to my stomach because they're poaching balls from kids. Yeah, kids go there. You know, maybe I'm sure. You know, some of them it's their birthday or. Or their bad you know, their parents, you know, did do something nice for them, bring them to the game, double doubleheader, maybe miss school, you know, something special. And these
1: freaking poachers are snagging ball. These weirdos, who knows what they're doing with those balls? They're getting, they're getting like a ball for like, what are you gonna frame a ball from like Josh Naylor? Yeah, like, yeah, really? you know what I <laughs> but mean. But that's what I'm
0: saying. They're all weirdos. They shouldn't be allowed in. There's no room for them. And uh, if anyone is listening, and you do this. Please stop listening. This is not... I do not condone
1: that. I do we'll not all, accept you, that. You know and who, you... they, You should all be lined up you, and slaughtered. You know, you know, who, you know slaughtered. who does It's fucking Jim Harbaugh. He did it, remember? Didn't he wear a ball... Checks out. Yeah, yeah. He, he checks wore, out. He's a psychopath. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's a good football coach, but he's a psycho. Um, yeah, he brought a mitt to a game. Yeah, I mean, if you don't... I don't Especially as a public figure, dude. What are you doing? going a myth. It's... I mean, most of those guys are like, dude, sit there and have fun. Go get food, drink like, like
0: a beer. <laughs> yeah, you know most. Yeah, most. Men, they got a they got a dog in one hand, a beer in the other, and they're there to watch the Watching game. Watching like, the when, game. Yeah. I, I have a question for anyone that's over the age of thirteen bringing a mitt to a baseball game. When's the last time you felt the the tender touch of a woman? <laughs> but it's probably been <laughs> What's a long time. time.
1: When's the last time you get a ball? Like it's so rare. Why are you like? I don't know.
0: When's the last time that you were intimate with a woman? If you're bringing a mitt to a baseball game in your 20s, in your 30s, um, I get a lot of those people in Cleveland. Not gonna say it doesn't happen in Chicago because there's a lot of a lot of uh, interesting folk that do it there, and I don't condone any of it. But um, yeah, let's go Bulls. Let's go Big Cubbies. Let's go Socks. Um, we'll be back next week. We're out.